Hello, everyone. It is time for Hotline League. An amazing episode for you tonight. I messaged Mark earlier today and I said, you know what? I kind of want to just do just the two of us tonight because we've had guests on for several episodes now. And I think it's good for us to just kind of listen to you guys and let the callers take center stage. Uh, and I mean this legitimately. Sometimes I make that joke when I can't find a guest. But this week I literally wanted to try and, and just have you guys help us out, be the stars of the show, etc. Of course, I'm joined by, by constant co-host Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Uh, it's going good. It's been a, a good good week of uh, watching things and doing things. I had a lot of fun this week. Yeah? What did you watch? We, weekend. Well, so Last of Us obviously came out. Uh, have you seen it yet? No, I... I was not planning on watching it because it's scary, but I'm going to watch it after it's, the show tonight. Uh, I was I told somebody I would watch it. It's not really scary. It's, you know, like a lot of modern zombie stuff where it's not focused so much on like the scary jump scares, though there are some. It's a lot more about like human stories and stuff. Um so yeah. Did you never played the game, I assume then? No. No. But I'm yeah. I I don't know, I'm a little worried about it. We'll see. I've been I don't know. Okay, so yeah, anything else, Mark? Um, uh, I watched AlphaGo, the documentary of AlphaGo. It has thirty-two million views on YouTube. What is and it? And I, um, so do you know what AlphaGo is? No. Wait, is it a game? Okay, no. Um, you know what Go is the game? Go. Yes. Okay, so AlphaGo was the uh, DeepMind, which is like the company that was bought by google to do like a lot of like their their neural yeah, network AI. AI they stuff. used to do the chess stuff yeah 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 so they uh they tried to beat go with it and like prior to them i don't i, I could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it was like no um professional had been beaten by a computer in go um and this documentary kind of talks about them tackling that problem um and i thought it was just gonna be like a cool technical thingy and it's way more about the humans involved the people that played the machine uh, they kind of cover all angles, and it is, like, such a good human interest piece, you know, where you're just like, wow, I am, like, tearing up watching this thing. So, like, there's a reason it has 32 million views, because I don't think that many people give a fuck about... Well, that many people might care about Go, but not, like, in the Western YouTube world, and not that many people definitely care about neural networks. So, like, obviously, I think it won some awards, it said. I, I don't know what it won, but, like, yeah, it's it's so fucking good. That's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Also... There was a, a match that you commentated. Mm. What happened there? Can you refresh my memory? Okay, so there was 10 players playing, one from each League of Legends team, and it was Boomers versus Zoomers, though not actually Boomers versus Zoomers, but that was the intended theme, and it went to three games, and the Zoomers won in game two and game three. Cool, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Was it fun to watch? Well, the casting was awful. But other than that, I found it to be enjoyable. Uh, you know what? I don't disagree. They kept inviting all these fucking schleps up there to talk with us and just getting in the way. <laughs> I see. Dude, Sven was actually great. I really hope they get Sven I, on I love often. Sven, dude. Dude, whatever he I, was like. He's sitting up there and he goes, yeah, this is what we need to save the LCS. Like, it yeah. is. it's both, like, very funny to see him just say that on the broadcast, but also a testament to where the league has gotten and this is not going to be the Do a doomer episode we'll talk about it in a second but uh it's also a testament to where the league has gotten where people just say this shit openly on the broadcast you know yeah and i mean even the jokes he was making were funny too about just like oh get rid of mark and kobe you know uh, God. yes 
yes. just I, I appreciate people who just like maybe it's the East Coast or me. I don't know what it is, but like nothing like fucking around with your, your buddies is. No, I would love and that I honestly, that. tonally, I would love the show to feel more like that, for, especially for the non hype matches, you know, like just shove a pro player up there and let everybody hang out and like make jokes and have a good time. I honestly think that that would be really good for the league. So, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah. that happened. Um, that happened. was uh, In terms of League of Legends, the only other thing was the uh, formats, which, you know, we each... I, I did a blame game on, but it came out after our uh, Hotland League, so... Yes. Right? Yes, it did. The global news hit, like... Mm-hmm. I actually hit, like, three hours after the show was done, because I think they posted it at, like, 1 a.m., on Tuesday. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that we will be talking about that a lot for those that don't know. What happened was Riot has announced massive changes to the formats for both MSI and Worlds. Quite frankly, I feel like they are somewhat uh you know, you can't compare them really even to the the previous years. That's how big the changes are. Um Yeah. And they're, so they're new tournaments for sure. I mean, the only thing that stays is like Mostly the qualification process for these is, yeah. is the only thing that really stays the and same. And even, even that MSI. changes a little bit for Worlds. And MSI. Yeah, both of them are, are quite different still yes. even there. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but other than that, I have had a good week. I have been getting questions nonstop about where the interview is that I talked about last week. I wanted that interview to be out by now. For reasons that are more on the right end than on the Travis end, if I, you know, not to throw them under the bus, but to throw them under the bus, uh, they, it has, it has been delayed, but do not fear, it no. is coming out very soon. So, like, very soon. So, uh, it'll, it'll come out. That soon. doesn't sound right. Well, oh, what that it would be on the right side, not on the Travis side. Yeah, that that, that they would that there'd be delayed comms of some kind. Uh, yes, I know. After after over, when did those articles come out? Actually, it was December, but I don't. It was like when. the, I think it was like the nineteenth or something, seventeenth. We're coming up. On, we're coming up on a full month. Yeah, it it was, it was no. I think it might have been like the fifteenth or something because it was, at least it was, was more than a week before Christmas. Article? It was more than a week before Christmas. So I want to find these original articles now and see if I can. I mean, they're just sitting on the front page of lollysports.com. They don't update that shit. So. They're still at the front page. I, yeah, I there's what there. content would have pushed them off. LCSS. Uh, any of the LEC shit. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, that ends LPL up on. Back up. That doesn't end up on the LCS page or on the LCS version of lollysports.com. I think news 2023 watch program. No, there's a lot of stuff in the way. No, it's Half three. It's LCS. literally three. No, four rows down. Four rows yeah. down. LCS twenty. It came out December fifteenth. So oh, more than no, a we're a out. month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, there was a holiday a break. Month with, there was a holiday a month break with point. no updates. There was a holiday break, and then a full blown event happened. Look, yeah, there's a lot going on, Mark. What can you expect? Okay. Uh, well, well, Nick Nick Cappy asked Mark, will you tell us a story about you getting punched by a bouncer? Is this is this an appropriate time for that story? Top of the show. I what is the story? What I don't know. I don't think it's time for that story because we're already 15 minutes into the show. Well, the but... context behind why it's being asked is because on the um, show Tenacity when he was casting, we were talking a lot about fist fights. Wait, um, and 
I know the story because you said it in a piece. I was of gonna content. say you know this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's one of, like everyone has those like couple stories in life that they're like, oh, this is like the story I tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, you can go find. Uh, what was the name of that show that I did? Secret Secrets Revealed, I think, is what it is. I did a a very short lived show called Secrets Re- uh, Secrets Revealed, which is on my YouTube channel. You can go listen to Mark getting punched in the face by a bouncer. That was a really good show. It was an Albanian bar, not a Russian bar. Listen, listen, here. listen. Let's let's stick to League of Legends esports. Shout out to Alienware and Grubhub who sponsor the show. We really appreciate them. Uh, I have a funny story, and then we can get into the show. A uh, very okay. brief one. I Because some people might have seen that I got in trouble because you have to have 25 comments or posts oh. <laughs> to every, I think it's like four threads that you make on Reddit. Uh, otherwise, you get in trouble. And I had 23 out of 25 when I posted an interview with, I forget, somebody. Maybe it was a video. Oh, it was my video about the format or the... LCS yeah. schedule time. Uh, so today I'm like, okay, I want to post something soon. I will go make some comments on the subreddit. And in the LEC thread for their like hype video, I said, oh, I'm envious of the LEC content getting dropped. I hope LCS gets content soon too. And shortly thereafter, someone just replied and said, you wish, old man. And I, I'm just like, why? Why do I have to make these comments? Like, this is this is what I get for having to make comments. Also, wow, I, you know, when I started in this industry, I was 23, I think. No, I think I was 20. I was 22. I was 22, and I hate the fact that I have become old man now. There are people that are older than me, well, by the way. Kobe's older than me. But, but I think you've been is. rocking. The, the retired sea captain look for the better part of a decade now. I remember making jokes about that back when I used to live uh, with Josh, you know, and and Sam, I think. I was, I was making... No, I had short hair for a very long time. Yeah, no, but you, you've been rocking... You remember, I've, I've been calling you a retired old yeah. sea captain yes. for a little bit. I thought you, you didn't say retired. You called me, like, salty sea captain or something. Salty old sea captain? Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Like, your, your, your vessel washed up and you've been too afraid to take it out again. It's a metaphor for something. Um, but the, I was going to say about the content thing. I do think it's fair to note that the LCS starts a week later than LEC, which I think starts this weekend. Oh, does it? Start next weekend. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So I will say some stuff is probably giving LEC like this week to, to juice themselves up and then we'll, we'll juice ourselves up next week. Um, but I also think it's fair to say that like we have both, both, both leagues have gone through a fair amount of chance use, but like. Given the sentiment right now, I think we could use a little bit more ramp up time. Yes, <laughs> around our league. So yes, because the, like, the only it. we are less than two weeks out. What the Twitter today posted, LCS Twitter posted like ten days out, and I'm like, we're ten days out, and like we haven't done anything except for piss people off. That's where LCS is at. Old right strategy, now. Cotton. We had the kickoff tournament, yeah. I guess. We're not doing posting. Shut up. This is a positive episode. Yes. Remember? Okay. So yeah, here. Okay, let's get into the show so for the show we are not going to talk too much about the doom and gloom about the lcs because we've done that for two episodes in a row three episodes actually i think maybe two more or less since the news broke and uh and so we're going to just talk about other stuff so we'll talk about things people are excited about because lcs is uh 10 days away we will talk about the global 
uh, format changes and stuff. And then whatever we, I kind of want to do open lines a little bit. We haven't had open lines for a while, so those are two well, big we had things. Open lines like three weeks ago for Christmas. No. We didn't open lines. No, yeah. we talked. No, we did because the Christmas episode was the episode where the news broke. What one of the recent episodes we definitely did an open lines mic night thing, and I I pulled random topics. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that was the episode where you were in a bad mood. I, I'm never in a bad mood. Okay. Anyway, but um, if people have stuff that they want to talk about that is not format changes or LCS hype, that's fine as long as it's not the same shit we've been talking about for weeks. So You can post it. I'm not guaranteed to pull it. The things that I'm more looking for this week is, like Travis said, stuff about what you think about the international changes because we haven't talked about that yet. Um, just general stuff around the LCS that's not the doom and gloom stuff. Not like that's going away. You know, like we'll still keep our finger on the pulse of it as the LCS debuts and we see viewership and that kind of stuff. Honestly, I think um, Mark and I are just emotionally fatigued of doing two hours of doom and gloom shit for weeks in a row. And there are things to legitimately talk about. Like I'm going to do a power rankings um, uh, this this week probably to start trying to get people excited about the split. Um, and I'm just curious about like general predictions. Like who do you think is going to win this split? Who do you think is going to be the biggest flop of some of these new exciting teams that have been made? Which one do you think is not going to work out? Um, who will be the most fun team to watch in the league? Who are you personally most excited to watch? Not necessarily like who you actually think is going to win. Like I, I'm just more interested in like those kinds of topics for tonight because there's there's always time to be a doomer. Yeah. So if you do have any of that stuff, please go put it into the questions section of the Discord. You can do discord.gg slash Travis gets you in. Put it in the pleb topics or subtopics chat. Make sure that you're in one of the calls channels because if you post your thing, but then you're not in a calls channel, then Mark can't pull you in. And uh, and yeah, please, please do that. Also, thank you to everybody who subbed. We'll be reading off some of those in a little bit. We're down. You want to talk about numbers being down. Down 45% in subscribed subscribers to the Twitch channel. That's what you get for taking. That's what you off. get for taking a holiday. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, and also we've had lower viewership, really low viewership, the first couple of weeks because nothing's going on other than doom and gloom things. So, it'll it'll bounce back. I'm not worried, but uh, if it doesn't, then I'll just uh, not be able to pay rent. And you know, okay. how much do you like Valorant? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I love lost. It too, I've actually been the biggest supporter behind the scenes for the longest time. I lost my what 10 or 11 years i lost weekends of my life for 10 or so years and i'm i'm ready to lose them for another 10 as i switch over to valorant i don't see the benefit honestly i'm gonna greatly miss having friday off with ashley for both of us to watch matinee movies with no one in existence mark the only reason you don't see the benefit is because your fiance has fridays off yep okay anyway do we have any takes that you've pulled yet anything worth grabbing uh, I have one take pulled. We'll just start there, and I'll start trying to pull a little okay. harder. Okay, sounds good. Off Mark goes to go grab our first caller. Shout out to OK Mute, Alice RN, Penguin Buddy, Tree Bird is the word, Shamanium, Jolly GG, uh, Kensked, Shavul, and the Hello? Wizard is here. The Wizard is here. Where are you joining us from? Uh, Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, CLG is going to win the whole split. CLG is going to win the whole split. You know, Mark, yeah. normally we wait until like 
week one to get the CLG Hopium Caller every split, but you're starting off two weeks beforehand. You're getting it out of the way. Okay. Wizard, why is CLG going to win the whole split? Well, I know you get this call every year, but this is the year it's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> contracts just dominated that uh, Boomer match, and uh, he was the best player in all three games. You're using the show match as your argument? Yep, yep. Okay. So They also, uh, last year at the end of the season, they were the only team to even give Cloud9 any competition. And they're also now this year the only team that hasn't changed up any players. So I yeah. really do think they're going to well, be doing great. What was their world's performance like again? I'm trying to remember. Uh, they didn't get to go because they lost to Cloud9. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I was just trying. Wait, was it? Isn't it double them in spring or summer? Summer, I mean. They um, lost to someone else. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I am saying that. Well, Travis, it's not. 2022 all right things have changed like the roster right <laughs> okay wizard so your whole art i mean i'm and i just i'm not sorry i'm not trying to come across hostile i was accused recently of in the comments of of mark and i being too mean to the callers but i just want to lay out the the argument right now your argument is contracts looked good in the show match and they lost to C9 in playoffs last year, and they didn't change their roster. Well, the no roster change equals synergy. And they did lose to C9, but they were the only team to actually put up a fighting chance against them in playoffs. Gotcha. Okay. You're not really convincing me yet. That's all I'm going to say. Mark, how about you? What do you think of this? Um, like, I think CLG has a chance in spring to make a little bit of noise if some of these teams come out a little flat-footed. They got the existing synergy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Travis. They're the only one to make no roster changes over the year, right? That is correct. Or between splits, yes. yes. Like, um, the fact that they were pushing top four last split, um, all those teams have had pretty big shakeups. Uh, does mean that there's an opening for these other weaknesses to come through. But, like... For me to pick CLG versus the, sh the field is so difficult. Um, I don't really... I mean, I don't even hate the point that Contracts looked really good. I do think it's important that he looks good. He's such like a boomer bust player that like when he looks bad, he's like literally leading the league in deaths. And so to that point, while I don't think dominating in the show match like really means anything, I at least think it shows that he's comfortable in the meta and probably going to be playing well with his teammates. And he's a, he's a big engine for teams when he's playing well. So uh, I do think there's actually some good points in what you're saying here. But, again, versus the field. Very bold claim. I respect it. I will eventually have to pick one team that, you know, you have to pick someone. But the, the CLG is not for me. Yeah, I just don't... It's, like, really hard to come to that conclusion for me when you look at a lot of these other rosters. Like, EG looks really good. FlyQuest looks really good. I don't know if Team Liquid's going to be able to get their stuff together, but if they can, they seem pretty, like, I feel like CLG's a very random pick. Uh, I agree with the idea that they could look pretty good in the beginning because they have their full lineup, but do they have what it takes to lift a trophy at the end of spring? I'm not buying it, Wizard. Do you have any other arguments not, you want to make? What about your arguments? You haven't made. You just said that you don't believe it. Why not? Because I don't think they're bad? good enough to lift Say it. it. Say it. Who's bad? Who's 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 not good enough? 
I mean, the, the roster is five. This is the thing with C CLG is they don't have like any one player that is bad, which is both good, but they also don't have any one player that's like going to carry the team. So they win or die. They have, they're like that, the original Cloud9 thing, right? Where it's team of pals that just synergize well. Obviously, that team did really well, but times have changed, Mark, as you've pointed out. I don't think that you can just win anymore as like a general crew. I think you need to have some players who feel like they are MVP candidates in order to lift the trophy. Sounds like a hater talking. Are there, uh, what? Okay, question for you, Mark. Of the of CLG, are any of those players players that you would expect to be top three in their position this split? Nope. I almost gave Palafox top three in summer, and I think I chickened out. Um, I think the mid pool got a little stronger with Vikla um, coming in, and Diplex. We'll see. Diplex, Diplex. I still don't really fucking know how to say the name, but whatever. Um. There's a chance it's more difficult. I think Takoi was quite quite good. Um, I was never quite as hot as him as people who were like, first team all pro. I was like, ah, I don't think so. But um, yeah, I think I think there's a chance for a couple of them to, to make it. I think if Contracts has a really good split, he, he could break into top three if he's in his old C9 form. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to pull up all the rosters so that we can go through them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Santorin, like, Spica should theoretically be a much bigger threat now. So, I don't know. I, I'm not saying contracts can't, but I just don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, me neither. I was just antagonizing you. Yes, fair enough. I appreciate it. All right, Wizard, have do you have any final rebuttals to this? I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself if you have any other arguments you've thought of in the last four minutes. Uh, my best rebuttal is that I'm just a long-time fan for 12 years, and this is the year they're going to do it. I got the faith. Okay. Uh, anything you want to shout out before we go on to a quick break? Yeah, shout out to you and Mark. I've been watching you guys forever. I love your show. Keep it up. Very good. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next time. It's not even 7.30, Travis. We can't do a break yet. It's 7.28, and I think the show's going to be a little shorter than normal, but... I usually like to do let's, them. Let's let's give fans one more, all right, okay. before you you sure. chicken out. We often do breaks after the first caller, just so you know. But we also usually have a guest that we spend twenty minutes catching up with. Fine, go. Uh, thank you to Wrath of Khan, Damon Valkyrie, Cyan Teal, Pouncing Sang, Pepper X PhD, Scaff, Cool Four Four Fifty Five, Flick Nickum, Chonky Trex, Mantasama, Kanoke. Demon Devi, Mint Gelato, It's Volks, Wild Seven, John G three six five, Abel one sixteen, and SLC Soy Boy. Thank you everybody for subbing. Really appreciate it. By the way, I've been playing Magic: The Gathering uh, recently. I went and did that this weekend. I'll talk more about it during the break or the next time Mark is gone. NKP is here. NKP, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I was calling to talking about the MSI and Worlds format changes. Hey, okay, cool. Uh, What's your take? Specifically, I think that uh, both changes for MSI and Worlds are very cool. They're great for the global esports League of Legends ecosystem. Uh, yes. But I think that they are 
uh, not necessarily the best for NA or our chances of winning set events. Um, for MSI, I think the changes are great because we're getting to send two teams from each league. We're going to see more international competition. That's great. Worlds, I think the changes are great. We're going to get rid of some of the uh, blowout games. We're going to see hopefully more competitive ones, more uh, like your life is on the line type systems. But I think both changes are bad for us to win because when we go to MSI, where we've traditionally done better than Worlds, we are now adding another LPL seed, another LCK seed, another European seed. And I think it's going to be a lot harder for us to get some of those uh, MSI finals that we've got in the past. On the uh, world side, I think that we are more likely to get knocked out uh, a little bit earlier. We're not necessarily maybe going to have the uh, 0-6 stinkers that we've had in some groups. But we are going to have lower odds of getting, say, a lucky draw. Um, now we're going to have to face the, the LPL and the LCK teams and win to make serious progress. Uh, whereas before, if we had a wild card team get a big upset, we had a shot. We had uh, a good uh, European team in our, our uh, group, and they made a run. Maybe they could drop down one of those uh, Titans, but now I think we're kind of doomed. So this Wall is going to be great to watch. We're all that? over the place. Go to MSI. Oh, we want to go back up to MSI. Okay, we were talking about. He was well, talking was about worlds. Topic, no, he was talking about MSI and worlds. Did you hear what he just said? I missed the second part because I was distracted by your scrolling. Okay. What was yes. the second part? He was talking about MSI and Worlds, uh, not just MSI. And so I was also showing the World stuff. Okay. Might be. Yes. Might be. It's okay. I forgive you. All right. So let's start off. So uh, more broadly, this has always been kind of the irony is that the West has frequently lobbied. I heard recently, this is, uh, this is secondhand, so take it with a grain of salt, but I heard there's a kind of a funny irony in that apparently in the West, we are not big fans of best of ones, but in the East, and especially in China, supposedly best of ones have been received a lot better and the fan base there enjoys it because they feel like it's more exciting and there's a chance that like their teams could lose and blah, 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 blah. So apparently they like the variance a little bit more. And we have actively lobbied in the West as a community away from formats that that give us better chances of winning because theoretically Europe and North not America favored. not as favored and so when you create systems that are designed to further increase the chances of the better teams getting further you decrease the chances that the west will do there now a bunch of people will come out of the woodwork and be like who cares i want the best games and the best competition blah blah, blah. but it is a little ironic that we have in some ways lobbied against our own interests with some of these formats. So I appreciate the take, NKP, and I think it's a fair one. Mark, you're the formats yeah. guy. What do you think? Am I? You have just a strong opinion. I mean, I, I agree. I've always been a bit of a best-of-one apologist. I, I think that they're fun. I think that they're very good. I, I don't think... I understand why fans don't think about this um, because they, they only really think of chasing the highs, um, but best-of-threes also lock you into a lot more stage time without the teams you really want to be watching. Um, so the best of ones are really nice just for like getting you through games quickly. And there's data around this about how, um, when you do best of ones, your viewership fluctuation between your most popular teams and your least popular teams is balanced out by the fact that they only ever have to watch one game by this team that they don't really care about. 
Um, whereas if you do best of threes, the fluctuation goes massively different because people are much more likely to step away. Um, for They're like, oh, they don't care about. TSM's not playing for another three hours, maybe. Why should I be here? I'm going to go do something else. Yeah, and on the world stage, like, okay, Vietnam and Turkey are fighting to stay alive at Worlds. You know, like, a lot of people are not going to watch that. And not just English speakers, but, like, Chinese and, you know, all the other regions in the world just, like, don't have a dog in that fight, really. Yeah. Um, and so you'll watch that if it's a best of one, but you, know, you won't watch it if it's a best of three. So um, I've always been a bit of an apologist, both for the Any Given Sunday approach, but also, like, it actually, as a broadcast, um, makes your viewership a lot better for some things. You can argue that, like, well, you shouldn't just be chasing viewership. You should be supplying the best product possible. And, like, I, I can understand that argument. I don't, I'm not, like, 100% in love with best of ones. Um, so, but I do agree that it's funny that, like, the regions who are bad. I mean, it, it's, this has always been just a weird topic to me about, like, competitive integrity where it's, like, we play so many more best of ones. And competitive environments use best of ones at international play. And we're not doing well. And they're like, oh, well, that's because regionally we need best of threes and best of fives. And it's like, but aren't we more practiced on those? Yes. And like, oh, well, we just need more stage time. Yes. I, I've never believed stage time really helps. Now, I will say, I don't know if stage time helps, but it is nice. Like, the one of the biggest arguments for this. So I talked to Greeley a little bit uh, right before the stuff got announced. And one of his things that he said was like a major motivator in this was just how rare there have been. NA versus EU best of fives or best of matches. Like, it's just very, very infrequent. There's been basically three or four throughout the entire history of competitive League of yes. Legends since 2014. Yes. And that's not been, including Rift Rivals and like specific MSI and at Worlds. And that's what people have been very frustrated about as well. And so, and, and obviously that's one case. There's other examples of, of why it's nice to have best ofs as well. So I think that is a, a good argument for these for for not people not just showing up getting shit on and best ones and leaving like best ones are cool until you lose a couple of them and then you're out and then it's over and then you feel like you got cheated so it's this weird kind of yeah. catch 22 where you like the variability of best of ones is helpful but if you're not making it through it feels worse somehow yeah and i also think like the previous format had a lot of dead games where like someone's yeah. mathematically eliminated and we're still just watching them for no reason so that's one of the reasons i like swiss it just kills dead games the best of series um i'm a fan of i understand the caller's point there and i also understand the point about msi which is the one that i thought was more interesting was like those miracle g2 na runs you know you, you really only had to win one surprise best of series to make it to finals. And even then, sometimes we just stacked up against each other. And it was like, poggers, we're already here. <laughs> like, NA, EU, BNA, and now we're in finals. Or, you know, like if something weird happened in the group stage, that, that could go down. Um, but I think the loser's bracket more than makes up for that concern. Because even if you lose early, you now also get to play more. Uh, so like, I, I, I'm just a big fan of MSI. I think MSI's format has largely knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I don't really have any complaints about it. Do you wish that Worlds had the double limb that MSI has? Yes, I do. I think the, like, oh, things wouldn't be hyped if there was a lower bracket. Um, I I just don't think that's true. I, I don't think there's really any evidence of that. Like, there's there's tons. And, like, there's, there's some personal preference to it. But to make, like, a broad sweeping statement that, like, people would be alienated by a, a lower bracket or something... Um, is not the case. I understand Riot wants this any given Sunday feel for um, a uh, their, their big premiere event. And what I like about this right now is if people are enjoying MSI more 
they're kind of like, well, shit. <laughs> like the, the fact that there is another format going around means that like if people are really digging like losers runs that happen, like a Chinese team loses in the first round against somebody at MSI, they go through this crazy losers bracket run. It's the first time basically since IPL we've had, am I not, am I, am I, am I wrong in this? Is this the first international losers bracket Riot has officially ever done for League of Legends? Like as a Riot tournament? I believe so. Because I don't think that they've Sorry. ever done it for, I don't know. There might be some like, you know, LPL versus LCK match or something that I can't think of right now. But like they've, they've never really done it at Worlds. They've I don't think they've ever done it at MSI. Like none of the old All Star events had it. Yeah, yeah. So I I think this is the first time that like a lot of fans will be exposed to it if they just casually watch League of Legends as their primary esport. And I think um, they will be surprised at how enjoyable losers brackets make things um i still think that they have this like awkward grand finals approach but i just don't really think that's solvable in a game that's as long as league of legends is that you could like do a bracket reset you could do a best of seven with a game seated i've heard that idea it adds in total at most one more game um you know like i think those kind of work but um you know at the very least this is an improvement i think I see some people in the chat who are asking us to explain it. Honestly, the explanations for both these formats would take five to 10 minutes. So we're not going to explain it, but Mark has a blame game on it. If you want to go check it out on the channel, uh, it talks about it there. And then Mar then Riot has the stuff. The problem is you have to explain how Swiss works and a bunch of stuff that's kind of complicated. But uh, I think what will be interesting, Mark, is I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't address ha what happens if in the the final match if the there's no upper bracket advantage right just like in no i, I think it's just side select yeah so i think that will I be i will say that feels so much better than i already think that's an improvement from blind like this is one of the things that i always argue with people who don't like losers bracket is they're like oh well it's much more fair if the teams are on equal footing but then they just assign a coin toss and, like, DRX could have lost because of that coin toss, you know? Like, there's worlds where, like, red side wins or blue side wins every game. And then it's like, okay, so the team randomly got assigned that because world seeding doesn't give preference uh, in, in their bracket, you know? Like, at least with losers brackets, someone gets to get side select. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I do think it'll be controversial if, like, imagine LCK and LPL face off two teams. LCK gets knocked down to the bottom, or LPL does. Then they meet back up, and they win in the finals. And it's like they both both won a best of five or whatever against each other. Because they would both be best of fives, I think, right? Um, yeah. And then the opposite results occur, and they're like equal. You know, let's say they both won five games and lost five games. It's going to be controversial, I think. I think it's so funny because the, I think only the LCK would complain about that because the LPL, LEC, and NA regional leagues already do this. You can lose in winners and then win through losers, and the, the person that you beat in grand finals only ever dropped that one series. Um, and for the most part, people don't complain about it regionally because it doesn't normally um, maybe happen. Maybe international right, where the losers will make it worse. It doesn't. I think normally the winners win. The upper bracket wins. No. Oh, really? No, it's pretty close, yeah. There's, okay. there's a fair amount of losers winning. Okay. 100 Thieves in summer, two year, like the what championship they won was through losers. Um, C9 won through losers. Um, 
A lot of people win through losers. Okay, never mind then. I take it back. I don't mean it. All right. Well, either way, I think it'll be interesting to see how things work. Or EG, do, EG won through losers. Excuse me. I do agree that it will really disadvantage the West a little bit more. But honestly, the other side of it, though, is we could end up like, wouldn't it be cool? I know this is the copium already for 2023. But we improve so much with the losers bracket. I mean, or or even if they don't make it super far, like it will be fun to be like, if a team drops down to losers bracket and looks really well. Because here's the thing. Historically, NA teams look really bad in the beginning. And then they get better. And I say that historically, and I mean that historically because it definitely hasn't been the case in the last couple of years. But I'm just going to copium and be like, I, it could be a really cool story where our teams suck at the beginning and then they get better and they run the loser's bracket and I don't know. It gives people a reason I to mean, keep dreaming. But if they just like drop the losers and then immediately get eliminated, it's going to feel so bad. Maybe, but at the same time, we often also lose in bracket. We're just like it's a th- brutal three zero at the hands of a, a Eastern team, and now like we have the chance to get more international competition to that point. You know, like we almost never get it, and uh, this has a lot higher chance with losers brackets to get those kinds of conflicts as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you so much, NKP, for the call. Anything that you want to shout out before we say goodbye? Yeah, uh, got to shout out Grubhub and Alienware. Uh, obviously, for allowing the show to continue. Love listening to it. Uh, generally, I'm on the, the podcast format. I wanted to shout out the caller last week who mentioned always watching VODs and podcasts. That's how I consume most of my week content, and uh, that encouraged me to call in this week. And then uh, my final shout-out is going to be for NA Men, which uh, I also like listening to on the line. Drive yeah. to work. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for having call. me. Yeah. The, our, our doubt on VOD viewers was taken very poorly, Mark. Last week, there were oh, a lot. Was of it? People, I didn't love. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Even before the start of the show, people were coming in and being like, "I'm a VOD viewer. We do exist, by the way. We watch the VODs. It's completely fine." Did did we say anything to disparage VOD viewers? I thought we were pretty clear that like VOD viewers are people too. But like, I, I thought my main argument was that live viewership for metric tracking. Was I the most I said that. Thing. I also just doubted that people. I don't think. Saying it's okay, people can watch the VODs is a good answer because I think a lot of people will not watch the VODs. Like people want to watch – this is not like a narrative program television show that airs at a certain point in time and then you can just – it's sports and people want to watch that shit. Get spoiled and yeah. you, know, the, you want to watch the competition. Yeah, I mean I, I don't disagree that there's a different element to live viewership to, to VODs and not that that means that VOD people are doing it wrong or anything, but I do think that there's a lot of people who – get the enjoyment out of the live experience that wouldn't get it from VODs. Not that the people who still get it from VODs are wrong, just that like that's two different groups of people. Yeah. By the way, I was sent a video of some of our friends, uh, Damien Estrada and his his crew, painting miniatures because they're all on the Warhammer now and watching Hotline League. So just want to give a shout-out to the people who are so nerdy that they're painting figurines and also do they have sound on you should scream really loud randomly at some point to make them jump and see if it fucks up their painting but then also everybody else would have to deal with that that's kind of shitty right you can make you can't mean everything to everyone travis you have to mean everything to someone and i think that scream would mean a lot to those people painting. i think that scream would be podcast people would understand nothing to anyone 
I will not be screaming. You're not, on a, this you're not a true. You're not a true artist. I get it. It's sad, but I get it. Go do your sponsor read. You sell out. You shill. Go earn your shekels. Mark, and you receive a, a, a paycheck, uh, a considerable one sometimes. Whenever you don't, just just do the read. <laughs> you benefit from this. Shout we out to Alienware, people. our sponsor. <laughs> we love Alienware so much. We really do. I, as much as Mark is being great now, they are fantastic sponsors and partners for uh, so much of what we do here. Really excited. I'm getting a new Aurora from them soon with an amazing new NVIDIA card in it. The 4090 I'll be having available to me in my possession in hopefully not too long. I've received a message that it's on its way. Uh, so I'll be talking about that. I'm really excited about upgrading to the uh, the latest and greatest from NVIDIA from, from Alienware and their new Aurora. You can go check out their stuff at alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the YouTube description if you would like to do so, if you're watching the VOD, because I know VOD viewers are people too. Actually, we obviously, for a show like this, most of our folks watch via VOD or podcast. Uh, but if, if you're you do not check here, live, I don't care about you. <clears throat> anyway, thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. Really appreciate them. They've got a bunch of cool products coming out soon. I'm going to be enjoying a 4090 in just a short time. And, you know, I, as as cool as it is for me to be able to game with one of those things, it's also really nice because we've been switching over to, well, we did a couple of years ago, switch over to a 4K workflow. We've been trying to increase the quality of the video that we put out onto YouTube. A lot of you might have seen this with some of our fancier interviews and fancier content. And a lot of that stuff does take a lot of power to render, get things up faster, get things out. And so... I really appreciate Alienware for hooking us up with that stuff. We literally use their products all the time to create content for you all. So thank you so much to Alienware. I hope you guys appreciate their support of the channel because I certainly do. And I couldn't do this without them. So thank you to Alienware for sponsoring the show. As we're saying goodbye to the Alienware ad, hello to Evil Trenton for the five gifted subs. Uh, oh, yeah. Allstar says, Cajal called out your 4K video. He was like, I'm not on his level. Exactly. Exactly. I thought it's that's very funny. Uh, Photo says Travis, let me buy your old GPU. No, that's the thing is we'll use this lap or we'll use this desktop um, over there. It will re probably replace this desktop behind me, and uh, and because that's where people come in and edit or work with me or whatever. So, Emulator is here. Emulator, where are you calling from? Howdy, y'all. Coming from uh, the Big Apple, New York City. Just moved up here recently, which is pretty hype. Nice. How recently? Uh, I've been here for like all of a week, uh, still, still sorting out like working stuff up here, but, but it's a good time. Nice. Congrats. Very cool. Thanks wow. guys. We got 25 gifted in the chat in the chat. We'll shout you out okay. afterwards. Emulator, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the only two teams I would be happy, uh, from North America, obviously the only two teams I would be happy to send to an international event, uh, at least at MSI in particular, those being team liquid, but more importantly, the evil geniuses. Team Liquid and EG. Okay. Why these two teams? All right. Uh, obviously, we're not looking at these two teams in a vacuum, right? Uh, the, the field is to also be considered. Uh, and when looking at MSI, I don't think you're necessarily looking at, like, the peak of every roster. I think you're looking at, like, how likely is it that these players are going to gel quick, you know? Uh, which is, I think, a lot of what 
blah. What a lot of people are saying about 100 Thieves is that they believe in, like, the potential of the roster, uh, but, like, they might not gel necessarily in time for a first international event. Um, so the two reasons in particular, I believe, in EG are, number one, they kept a lot of the same core players, the core players that I think were the most meaningful to the roster, being Jojo Kuhn and Inspired. You could also put Impact in that conversation, but I think Someday is a pretty reasonable side grade to Impact. If not a slight downgrade, but still like, like you know, impact and someday, how long have they been like the top two top laners in the LCS? So if you're looking at uh, domestic options, he's one of the best. And I don't think people are talking about the bot lane a lot. Uh, it's no secret that 100 Thieves bot lane, formerly even Golden Guardians bot lane, was considered pretty, pretty good. But in at least in my subjective interpretation, they kind of fell off over time. Uh, and so I'm really, really excited to see FBI with a new lane partner. And when you watched EG last year with Danny, everyone loves Danny, but no one ever thought Danny was like a strong laner. And I think giving Inspired a lot of jungle priority with a strong laner and Jojo Pune with a pretty strong bot lane, and I think a way more aggressive bot lane in Vulcan and FBI is going to be really, really good. And, you know, EG uh, at MSI last year, they didn't do like long-term damage to the tournament, but I thought their showing was like, pretty acceptable given the North American standard. Maybe that's a little gloomy, but I, I was pretty happy with their results, and I don't really see any strong, strong reasons why they couldn't recreate that, at least when it comes to, like, spring finals. You can obviously say teams like 100 Thieves, teams like FlyQuest are going to have time to level up over the split, over the year even. But if we're talking about, like, immediacy, uh, I, think, I think EG is the team to be watching out for. All right. What just out of curiosity, why do people say that it's going to like why is it that they look at Hunter T and feel like that's the team that's going to take longest to gel over, for uh, instance, somebody like Team Liquid, which is basically a brand new team? Sure, sure. Maybe, maybe I misspoke because I don't think I you're right, you're right to call me out on that. I don't think gel is exactly what I meant, but I think more when I look at 100 Thieves, it's more of like the the Bjergsen peak form slash double lift peak form question. Uh, obviously, double lift is coming off of like a month or two of not playing, even by double lift's own admission on stream. He's like, I don't really know how I'm going to re enter into the LCS. Uh, and Bjergsen, you know, uh, I would really, really love for him to reach that old peak, but I, I simply don't think we have seen it yet. I would, I would love to see it. It would, uh, it would make me the biggest 100 Thieves fan in the world, but I don't necessarily believe that that peak will be achieved by uh, like the end of spring when MSI in particular, uh, or MSI qualification in particular comes to be relevant. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, I, that's what I would say is I think people, it is, it is more reasonable for people to be skeptical of how long it takes like Peter to come back online than it is for, yeah, to gel. Yeah. For them to gel. So that makes sense. I, misspoke. I, uh, I think that this is, an interesting idea. I think the the I'm going to actually use your to gel argument against you, which is to say that I think I'm more curious about how long it'll take Team Liquid to gel. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. a team where I'm pretty skeptical that they will. I don't know. Maybe they'll just stomp people from the very beginning, but I think that they could take longer. I For mean, sure. I think it's fair to point out a, a number of these new teams like them, like FlyQuest, like 100 Thieves, who all have this, like, basically none of these guys have played together. I mean, yes, we know T Bjergsen Doublelifted, but that was years ago um, mm -hmm. at this point. And Busio you know, Tenacity, too, but they're new. Yeah, they're new. They, they played somewhat on 100 Thieves Academy, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, 
for the most part, these are, these are brand new teams. Um, to your point, EG does have a little bit more um, time together with like mm-hmm. core components. I, I would add Vulcan to that as actually a huge part totally. of that team, I think. Um, so 100% even agree. more to your point. Even more to your point. I think for me, EG, the question I have is like, what? How exactly good are they going to be with uh, FBI <laughs> instead of Danny? Because I like FBI a lot, um, but it was a like you kind of said down year for him. And I think yep. some people blame who he, some people blame him. It wasn't exactly clear, but they definitely fell out of favor to for that conversation about best in eighty carry role. And I think it's just gotten a lot more competitive. Berserker is still here. Han Sama disappeared, but he was already disappearing in the middle of the last split. Um, right. And Danny did leave, but I think. Um, Prince and Double is coming back are more than capable like replacements to bolster that pool. Yawn, um, you know, I just think it's, it's very competitive. So yeah, I would, I would, I'm, I'm I would worried about. Or sorry, I would put Prince in that conversation, but I, I do also believe that Double is going to take some time to, uh, to, to level up. But I, but I understand. I mean, I don't, I don't think Double is going to come back and be the best city carry in North America in week one. But I also don't think that's like. Like, FBI is not that level either last time we saw him. So, like, I don't think it's fair to point out double if something a little bit probably comes yeah, back yeah. and not point out that, that that was the last form we saw FBI in, basically. Or not even slugging, but just like, yeah. So, I, I think for me, uh, EG is a team that I'm, I'm pretty confident in because I think the bones are still really good. I think the someday right. impact comparison, they often get directly compared to each other. I think they have slightly different strengths and weaknesses, but like just in terms of a general skill level, they're comparable enough that I don't think it's a huge yeah. loss of any kind. So I'm pretty hot on EG too. I think they're they're one of the safer bets. I don't know if they'll win, but if you were picking teams to go to MSI, they feel like a pretty safe bet for one, two, you know, in that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I also want to just point out, uh, just in terms of as we're talking about gelling, how I think it's pretty smart to bring two players over from the same team into a new franchise, uh, bringing both Someday and FBI, who have had a standing working relationship before this, I think will make the transition easier for both of them. I will say on that point about like the bones of a roster, I, I, I don't know for sure, but it did not seem like Someday and, and uh, FBI were really the, the core of that uh, hundred. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. Yeah. I'm just way more down on FBI, I think. Like, I don't... This... I am... If I was an EG fan, I don't think I would be super pumped about him joining. I'm not saying I would be like, oh, no, we got FBI. But he's not somebody at this point in time who instills excitement or hype for oh. him, for a team after he joins. Um, and so I think yeah. this I – mean, what's at stake here is this is kind of like this needs to be the redemption year for him because he has to kind of show everybody like, oh, I was being held back by who he or something, you know. For sure. And I, it's the, it's the Tom I'm Brady books year for him. What? Uh, sorry, the, the Tom Brady book and years year, just new franchise, proving he was the player he used to be. I don't know. Be, I don't uh, know what that means. Just the old franchise, a largely irrelevant reference to me, but I appreciate it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so I don't know. I'm trying to think. I I'm trying to think of what two teams I would want to send to MSI if I could. Yeah, I mean. My thought process is like these. These are my two because it's like the other, the three others in contention. I guess the four of the contention. I feel like are Fly, Dig, Hundred Thieves, and uh, and C Nine. C Nine. I thought leveled up at a really good their playoffs run, but I'm a little more doomy than the rest of community. Hundred Thieves and FlyQuest. I kind of already talked about. And Dignitas. It is truly just like uh, 
fatigue of watching Dignitas play domestically, uh, but they could do more damage than I'm anticipating too. I think you now. Now that I'm thinking about what your your premise is, kind of going broader than just those two teams. It's an interesting year because this is really the first time. Obviously, people have talked about how like there's so much parity in the league from a theoretical perspective, with a lot of these rosters looking pretty competitive. But it's also just the first time where there's not a a team where I'm like, oh, I hope they do really well and they go to MSI. You know, I, oh, I I'm on a really gameplay level. You mean right? What's I, that? I assume you have. Yeah, yeah. I assume you mean on a gameplay level, Travis. Right? Like you probably have a team that you prefer, like Doublelift team or. I don't even do know if there's a team ask? I prefer. I'm thinking through it. I mean, I guess I like the organizations that seem most invested in the league. Like it's hard to, for instance, root for Dignitas when it feels like they don't care as much. <laughs> uh, not as players. Yeah, I love. But I love their players, and I agree. Yeah, um, but I think. I yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any even any any team that I'm like in particularly invested in and seeing go i i don't do you feel that way mark do you have a team where you're like oh i'd love to see these players like do really well and make it to msi uh team liquid why uh, just because I, I, I like airy harry and yawn and core jj uh is really funny like i think this team has the potential to be um really good uh for na just like if they're like if what Dodo said in his announcement video about, oh, we're going to try hard and blah, 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 and do all this stuff, like, I think that would have good implications for the scene. I think I like a lot of the guys on that roster already. Um, so I, I have a bit of a, a leaning towards them. Um, you know, I, I feel pretty equally good about a lot of these teams. Like, if EG want to be great again, sure. 100 Thieves, sure. FlyQuest, sure. C9, fuck no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think... I think that's. I think the hundred T thing is is fair. It would be really fun to see those guys go. I mean, if that that team has a lot of content potential, if they if they are good, if they are interesting, I I was actually especially when Emulator was first pitched as two teams or to in this topic, I saw some folks in the chat say, "Oh no, a hundred T hater." I ha it made me think in that moment, is hundred T going to take the the drama crown? Okay, so you know how like previously everybody was like you know, rooting for or against TSM. Then last year it felt like Team Liquid was like really strongly targeted because of how much money they were spending because they had Bjerg. Is 100T that new team that people are going to like be very passionate about one way or the other this year, Mark? Probably. I don't feel like anyone else... Okay, so Team Liquid, I don't know how the general fan base 100% feels. I think the whole TLCK could rub some fans the wrong way even though they do yeah. have people who are pretty invested in the North American scene there. Um, other than that, yeah, I think 100 Thieves maybe has the easiest bandwagon hate thing to jump on with just like the return of the boomers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think that's probably true. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, we'll see how the Team Liquid stuff goes. I also just think it depends a lot on those players because a lot of people are not familiar with those players as much on TL. And so whenever they start doing content and... All that. Oh yeah, I'm going to Asset Day tomorrow, folks. Asset Day tomorrow and Wednesday, so I'll be filming surprise tests there. So hopefully we'll get some good players in, and you guys can enjoy surprise tests. Ask, ask really leading questions. They they didn't do this for me when I, I wanted them to for the um, Boomers versus Zoomers match. Uh, but one of the questions I wanted to ask was like, if 
by the time you reach the player you're playing, like ask the Zoomers, if you reach the point in the career where those other players you're playing against are at, would you be satisfied with their career? You know, like ask Berserker <laughs> if you would be satisfied. Well, obviously, Stick's Stick like, career. Stick's career or like someone else's career. I, and, and, I feel like that's very difficult to... It, bro, it, you do see, you so know what toxic. the LEC does to get... People, do you know the kinds of questions the LEC asks to get those like fucking flame quotes? Like you just clip chimp people. We need to start clip chimping our pros. And that starts by getting good context. And then you just remove any sort of nuance from it and you clip chimp <laughs> them. I have to have a relationship with these pro players, Mark. I can't uh, scam. They're them not going to watch. They do. They will. If it, if it gets up to Dude. the number one on the subreddit, they watch. Great. Just just admit that you're clip chimping them. Just make it a whole sh- a whole reel of clip chips where you just like ask the most leading questions where like they're basically forced to say no. And then you just, you know, you, you leave it there. You could, you could do the alternative to have Stick say be like, does does Berserker deserve to be as confident as he is uh, with his accolades? But. I don't know. OK, anyway, Emulator, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah, I've, uh, I'll be as quick as I can. I have a few things to shout out. Uh, first off, this is my first time showing up uh, on call since the the Mark Z engagement news dropped. So I wanted to shout out Mark. Congrats for that. Uh, had to shout out Dan Peralt, uh, one of the writers for Players. I have known that man for the longest time. I took improv lessons from him when I was like, but a small, small child. So to watch him doing uh, esports stuff now uh, is is really, really crazy. Um, super, super cool. So shout out to him. He's going to uh, come play Magic out. with us on Saturday. Oh, no way. That, yeah. That's so cool. Love that, man. Um, finally, just a quick shout-out for for the media I've been enjoying lately. Uh, folks, play the Xenoblade series. Uh, it's on It's on your Switch if you have it. Uh, Mark, I really feel like you would like it narratively. Uh, that's just like my my opinion, not knowing a whole lot. But uh, that's what I've been playing lately. and getting me uh, a lot through these like long train rides, uh, long work commutes. So, yeah, that, that's everything I got. All right, very good. Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. What are you, what are you giggling at over there, dude? What me? I was giggling, yeah, giggling. at him promoting a like. It seemed like he was a he was like a commercial fitness he's guy, marketing man for this. He's like, don't worry, guys. I know our budgets got cut with the economy, but I've got an innovative idea. I just come on in a take and then I do an ad that they normally have to pay us a lot of money to get. You know, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Whatever. Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Hey, thank you so much to... Where is it? Oh, Plutonic Poltergeist with the 25 gifted subs. And then Plutonic Poltergeist gifted again later on. So thank you. That's very generous. We're rebuilding our subscriber trove. Pete Monster, thank you. Colombian, OXP, America Vespucci, Inuber, Morigami. I, I will admit... I'm a little worried for 2023 TGI finances. Last year was a really good year for us, so we'll be fine if we have to weather it a little bit. But uh, we, there's a lot of stuff that's pulling back. Let's put it that way. Hates is here. Hates is here. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Warsaw, Poland. Warsaw, Poland. What time Ooh. is it in Poland? Uh, it's almost 5 a.m., honestly. Yeah, 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Why are you yeah. up past 5 a.m.? Oh, yeah. My sleep schedule is kind of fucked, honestly. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have to ask: Do you really like watching LCS, or are you just like a casual LCS watcher? So I used to watch. Uh, uh, yeah, 
So I'd say that I like to watch LCS. Uh, I've watched it less and less uh, the last years. So there's that. Why, why do you stop watching as much? Is it because is it because the performance? Is it because the LCS? Is it the people? Like the players? Oh, yeah, I think it's the players, the personalities. I watched mainly for the teams, the personalities. Uh, I didn't mind the performance that much because it's never been too good, honestly. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I think like once the players started like, you know, uh disappearing, retiring and stuff and the new ones didn't actually do much, that's when I stopped watching as much. Yep. All right, what do you want to talk about on the show, Hates? Yeah, so I had a uh, two takes, uh I guess. And the first one is that uh since league is uh at least in the NA dying already. And we have format changes uh, for all of the different things. I think that Hotline uh, League also needs a format change because it's going downhill and we should replace it with Hotline Life. Hotline Life. Yeah. Travis, the people are, are letting you know. Is what? Old, okay. All right. Is that so? Is the take old changes? This is take. This take is just about Hotline League. No, it's also no. about uh, World's format, but yeah. It's okay. All right. So wait, expand on it. What, what is the first part of the take that's not unrelated, that is unrelated to Hotline League? Okay. So the, the take about world's format is the fact that, uh, I think that the new world's format is actually worse than the previous one. Oh. And that also ties into the other part where I think that MSI sh this year, at least should replace, uh, worlds as the main tournament that players care about and teams care about. Because because you're saying it's so bad, the world new world's format is so bad. So I think the new world's format is just worse than the current one, while the MSI is so insane that it should just it, it beats the the current worlds as well. So okay, so go ahead and explain why you feel this way. Yeah, so uh, I'm not gonna lie, like I watch a lot of different podcasts, so this is uh, part of the things that I've watched from CS:GO as well and heard like uh, Monty talk on Summoning Insight. Uh, the fact that, like, in the Swiss uh, BO1 format, you can actually have teams play, you know, like, very weak teams to actually advance. Like, for example, we can have a case where the, let's say, LEC uh, third seed could play uh, the VCS from play-ins, uh, and then, like, let's play, play NA and a BO3 against other, like, uh, very weak team, just, like, from the... Like the, the fact that like world's format, like I believe in the group stage doesn't have uh, seeding, right? That can cause all the messed up scenarios where the favorites play each other in the group's format go down and then like the weaker teams play weaker teams as well. And yeah, it's just a coin flip. Uh, it happens quite a lot in CSGO as well. And it and that all like that really depends on the Swiss format and how we flip the bracket. I thought people were very big on the CSGO formats. I admittedly don't pay so, much attention to them, but I thought that they were really well received. So, I mean, like, uh, they tend to be pretty good, like the tournaments, but uh, sometimes, like, you get a really bad flip. And also, I just think that, like, it's it's kind of sad how Riot uh, pretends that we can't seed the teams uh, at all, right? And... Like we, we still have this this case where we treat all the teams pretty much equally uh, from like after play-ins. Yeah, I mean, what's funny is if if they do 
I don't know if they've ever said, like, haha, we can't see the teams. The funny thing is they do kind of see the teams, right? Because there are teams that do not have to go through earlier parts of the tournament, um, depending on what regions they're from but, and all that but stuff. But once, so. you, once you make it to the main stage, there's no seeding at all. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, clearly they acknowledge that you can look at certain regions and certain seeds from certain regions and determine I mean, the strength. They they have some seating, but to the caller's point, they do like to pretend that all the regions are equal. Like realistically, pool one and pool two should be all Chinese and Korean teams. If there's four, <laughs> you but know, they don't. If there's four of each, that is my point. Is that in some areas they they do that, in some areas they don't. Because if all regions were equal, then why invite so many more teams from certain regions? Why have NA and EU fourth seeds battle for a final spot. Yeah, but rather I, than... the, the caller is specifically talking about the Swiss format has no seeding. Right, 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 right. I'm just... So... My point is, I agree with the caller. It is silly that they do this because in other areas of the tournament and the, them structuring right, these events, right, they right, acknowledge gotcha. the power differences. Yeah. I, so I, think I can't it's, see your face I, to understand uh, sometimes the nuances because you've got this... I can't see your face either because I close my eyes since you won't show my cat. I am showing um, it. It's on screen right now. Otherwise, uh, this is actually you. better than what you normally do. I approve of this. Um, <laughs> I think so. I 100% agree with the caller. I mentioned this in the blame game, but like I probably didn't go as hard as I'm sure Monty and Thorin do on, on their shows uh, when they, they don't like something Riot did. Um, but it, it is true that I'm, I'm really con confused about the lack of Swiss seating. Um, for a number of reasons, like obviously, just like there's a possibility that like just bad teams keep matching up against each other, and like bad not meaning terrible, but like probably not top eight teams. Um, and like you get a bad flip or something, and like a top eight team loses to like a closely non top eight team, and then it gets even weirder, you know, like it is possible if, if without seeding that like um, the teams that should be moving on are not. Uh, it, there is still a best of three to like promote out, so you do need to like you, you there's no. I don't think a dog shit team is going to promote out this way. Like, I don't think A and X would happen in this format, but it did happen in the previous Worlds format. Um, I don't think an A and X would happen here, but I do think like a rogue might have gotten out, or um, a rogue did get out, but like a rogue that didn't have that bug might still get. Out. I, I don't know. There, there's situations where I'm not convinced a top eight team can make top eight here, um, and it's so easily avoidable to just seed the. <laughs> It, even if it's done somewhat poorly, a somewhat poorly seated Swiss has to be better than a totally random one. Yeah. Um, so, I I don't know. No, I think that's fair, and I yeah I don't know why they didn't seed the teams. I guess because they don't. I guess they they could come under fire for in like this is a nice way for them to avoid any kind of responsibility, right? If and drama like oh why did you seed this way or why did you. This team, like, it it avoids any... It's like... <laughs> I'm not saying yes, that's better, it but it's... No, no, no. I have forehead off-camera, forehead planted, because I think you're right, but I don't like it. Because, like, oh, yeah, well, you can't blame us if it turns out to be shit, because we just wanted to assume everyone was equal. It's like, well, I'd rather you, like, get into the, the, the trenches of, like, is LPL 3rd C better than LCK 4C because DRX won? Like, I'd rather answer that question in some way than just, like, sidestep it completely and put out a worse, arguably, product for it. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I, think, uh, I also think something... That, oh, sorry. I just think they're afraid of controversy these days. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing, too, I don't know if you saw that website pulled up, but if you go to the plans, 
it has something that like really just like feels like a needle in my brain, even though it's not that different from a grand finals where a team cannot lose a series until the most important one and then lose that series and just be dead. Uh, yeah. And the team coming from losers bracket just needs to win that one. And like in a grand finals, I think there's a lot of like logistical reasons you can make that be the case because it has to end at some point you're in some big venue you know, like the tournament's gone on for X amount of weeks already. Uh, you can't just rent the venue out until 2 a.m. for a bracket reset or something. This isn't the right one. This you is said, MSI. You said, oh, your world's plans? Yeah, world's plans. Okay. So like what you see here is that a team from the loser's bracket will play a team from the winner's bracket to advance. But if that team loses, they're just dead. Which is just so strange to me that like you're playing winners versus losers, but then the winners just are like... What was the point of winning the winner's bracket if it's just side selection? Like, it, it, it's the same situation. Yeah, exactly. Isn't this, finals. we just talked about this with World Finals. Right. And that's why I said, like, it's just a needle in my brain because it's not the end of the tournament. It's happening in the middle of the tournament. Like, you could just put in more games to solve this scenario and not do this. Whereas, like, the grand finals is limited by the fact you're in a physical venue that, like, you cannot just stay in. And, like, you can't just rent a second day of, like, the Staples Center because, like, oops, the bracket reset. We got to do another day. But, like, you can do that here. Like this is so much easier to plan for and account for. Um, and like, I, I, I see the similarities between the two situations, but doing it in the middle of an advancement series versus like crowning the winner, like just, just feels really. I think the problem is if you do it here, it looks really bad if you don't do it elsewhere, right? Like, Oh, plans are important enough that you need to give people the respect of winners versus losers <laughs> bracket, but of not like MSI finals, you know, I mean, I, I don't disagree, but I also don't, like, know... Like I, like I say, it just it just is a needle in my brain. For, like, this just feels weirder for me. Yeah. Um, now, there's only one major region team competing in this portion of the bracket. So, like, I don't realistically think they should get screwed over by this. And if they do, like, I don't know, tough nuts a little bit. But, like, because the concern would be that, like, some really strong team is coming from loser's bracket that you don't deserve to play. And that can still happen. But at least it's not, like, a fucking Chinese team the way, like what was it, LNG or whatever, just, like, turbo-tanked and then uh, smurfed the second part of, of playing stage. Like, at least there's not... Like, because the LPL and LCK fourth seeds are in and it's only that winner of, like, the losers... Uh, the, the winner of the fourth seed match for L LCS and LEC, it doesn't quite feel as bad, but it, it is just really weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, I really just wish Riot just made the MSI the second Worlds or... Uh, maybe if just everyone watches MSI and like gets more hyped about it, considering how good the format is. Maybe I mean, that, that'll happen. The world's format for next year. That'll happen uh, naturally, I think. Like if we end up in a world where, if every time work, if we end up in a world <laughs> where uh, the that. MSI just feels way better, like they're going to be under even. That that is why, in some sense, I am surprised that they are willing to do this, because. This is the ultimate comparison test. You're going to A-B test, like, double elimination formats versus, you know, single limb worlds. And if everybody's just like, wow, MSI had this amazing story, and then worlds this year sucked, then you are going to look really bad. Well, so, I'll say, but it's a better experience for fans. Like, yes, you might look funny. But, like, I think this is what Riot needs to start doing is, like, yeah, look a little goofy, 
but give do this A-B test to see what fans actually like more and then do what's actually best for fans instead of just deciding that you know, which yeah, is what they had the, been doing. The problem is they have such a huge fucking ego about, you know, we know best with the with World's Format that it's going to just put even more pressure on them if MSI seems as though it's far more superior, right? Like, yeah, your point, like, if, if there was an honest, like, inquisitiveness on their part of, like, you know... We think that Worlds looks really good, but in a world where MSI comes out to be, you know, over a couple of years looking way better, then of course we'll change. But I don't think that's what it is. They're like, mm -mm -mm, we know best, single limb, you know, and so I don't. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it might be like that, but I, I am advocating for like openness and curiosity and intrigue and be like, we think best of ones or like we think single elimination is better. And if fans just like MSI more, then just listen to the fans. Just do what fans want, you know? Like, I don't think uh, that's a crazy approach to things. Hey, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take another quick break? Yeah, so I wanted to shout out Mark's uh, YouTube channel, and I hope he can find some more time to talk about all the shows and movies that he watches. Okay. And uh, second shout out to Travis. I hope you consider changing the format to include uh, Hotline Life as well. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Bye. The fans do not want Hotline Life. I'm all about listening to the fans, but they don't want Hotline Life. Uh, I know better. I know what the fans really want. I mean, I, I did know. the why, poll. Why should we? Did, just try it. You're not like Hotline Life's not going to die. I did, you I did the poll. You didn't do the episode. People don't know what they want. This is this is the truth. Fans don't always know what they oh. want, but when you show something they <laughs> like, they let quickly. you know. Look how quickly Mark changes his tone. No, it's, my, my entire to tone fans, is the same. And then he yeah, says, no, I know more. Fans don't know what they no, want. No, it's A-B testing. That was what I said. I approve of testing and taking a scientific approach and trying it out. That is pretty consistent with my philosophy on things. You'll, you'll, you'll realize when there's a second topic you should, that we're subtext that we've been talking about for a week. Listen, <laughs> it's time... To move on. <laughs> I like science. I think the scientific method. I is do love a very that they shout out your one. YouTube channel. Mark has Mark. Has, I do. I sometimes feel like I get really excited about something and I start it, and then I don't follow through and I feel bad. Mark does this twice as often as I do, so it makes me feel much better. Uh, no. <laughs> Great rebuttal. Okay, wait. He doesn't know that we're doing a break. I said we're doing a break. Okay, shout out. He's going to come back with a person. Grubhub is amazing. Shout out to Grubhub. We love you, Grubhub. They're amazing. I have been using them all holiday weekend because actually it's not true. I went out a couple times, but even then I've I ordered Sunday breakfast yesterday from them. Uh, last night I ordered some stuff from a, a convenience store because I was late night munchy feeling. Anyway, it's been fantastic having Grubhub as a partner. We really love them. Mark's rejoining the call right now to learn that I'm doing this ad. And uh, and it's just really great to have them coming in uh, as a partner for the past year. So please, please, please celebrate Grubhub. You can check them out. There's a link in the description if you want to sign up. If you haven't signed up for them yet, now would be a great time to do that. Uh, there's also one a link in the Twitch chat. We love Grubhub. Uh, thank you for sponsoring the show there. Grubhub guarantee is amazing. I know you guys have heard me talk about it before. We got cool here. Cool. Where are you calling from? 
Seattle, Washington. Seattle, Washington. Another Seattle person. We get a lot of Seattle callers. LCS needs to move to Seattle. Where? Um, LCS needs to move. Everybody always wants the LCS. uh, This is the funny thing. There's so many people uh, constantly upset about the fact that LCS is not exactly where they live. All right. Cool. What do you want to talk about? Uh, My take was that I'm really excited for the best of five between the LEC and the LCS uh, at the beginning of Worlds. I think it's super hype. Yes. But it hurts the LCS summer playoffs. No. there's like the third, fourth match in the lower bracket is, I think, the most hype match of the entire summer playoffs. Um, but I think now that there's a fourth team from the LCS that also gets to potentially go to Worlds, that match means way less. So I, my take is I'd hope they try and figure out to retool maybe the LCS summer playoff to get a like four or five match instead. I don't. Do you really feel like it means way less? Like I feel like it. It still holds most of it, right? Like you win that, you know, you get to go to Worlds. Uh, and like the fourth spot is way well, more up in the air. Cool. How much did you enjoy Team Liquid losing the third, fourth place match this year? I that match was like one of my favorite LCS series ever. Uh, I just think like you get so much narrative from the fact that you usually have like four top teams who are really good, and one of them is gonna like just take the L and have like egg on their face. And it's like I think if you think of all three years where we've had this format, it was like. 2020 TSM lower bracket run where they beat C9, and then 2021 where C9 beat them and like TSM was first seed and didn't make it, and then last year, like all three of those series were amazing. And I just think if you think back to TLEG, like if it's instead of TL going home, it's oh well, we get to watch TL in a best of five against EU, it's just not the same. I mean, I'm excited, I'd be excited to watch them in a best of five against EU. It's just, I would think that match isn't as hype or like as exciting anymore because of the stakes. How, how long have you followed LCS for, cool? Uh, on and off since like 2016, but like hardcore since 2020, right when they switched the format. Do you remember much about the gauntlet? Uh, not really. I remember like I kind of enjoyed the gauntlet, but like that's probably one of the only things I would usually watch. But I just I I definitely enjoyed the tw- like when they swapped it to like lower bracket a lot more. Yeah, I mean I think it's better. I so this this last chance thing or this battle for worlds between EU and NA. It reminds me a lot about the gauntlet and people who have not been watching since when did they get rid of it? 2018, Mark? Was that the last time they did it? 2017? Oh, I really have to think about that. Yeah, because then they did championship points for a little bit and that was a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so for those that don't know, there used to be a thing where the third seed that went to Worlds for North America actually had to battle through something that was colloquially referred to as the gauntlet, but for many people, or the official name was like last chance qualifier or whatever. And the way it worked is they would sort the other playoffs teams from worst to best, and then you would have each two teams battle and see if somebody could climb the ladder to make it out. Cloud9 did this a couple times, and it was really fun. It took place after LCS Finals, and that was how the third team qualified to Worlds. And so you could have people that could run the gauntlet, and it would be very hype. Uh, I think the downside of that was you usually wanted after Finals to feel like you know, you were, you were done. It felt very strange to be like, here's LCS Finals. We won the split. Tune in next weekend when we do another event at our st- studio to like see who makes it to Worlds. But it was still so epic and exciting. I think that this new like battle for fourth seed at Worlds spot actually capture actually is kind of like the best of both worlds, where 
the LCS finals, they lift the trophy, you know who wins, you know the three teams that are guaranteed to be going to Worlds, and like you've basically wrapped up the LCS season, and then you get to have a chance for an international event, which is what this technically will be between EU and NA, for this this final spot. And um, and that feels distinct enough and far away enough from the LCS that it should be should be fine. Um, uh, I do know, by the way, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, I was just going to say, like, I think, I mean, for the, from the caller's perspective, it sounds like they are very much down with the event. It's more that they wish the playoff bracket was changed a little bit so that the do or die matches still existed. Um, uh, and it just, I, th- I think that's, that's more the, the take, but I, I could yep. be wrong. Yeah, I strongly agree. Like, I, I think Travis is like right on point with how I feel. I would just hope that they could make it so that the format is like you get a four five match. So like the winner of the fourth place match gets to go to the super hype. Oh, I see what you're saying. You and want... then the fifth place goes home. Because right now, if you do it the way it is, then like the TLEG winner goes to play ins and loser goes to the best of five. And so like it kind of shifts like you have these two matches in the lower bracket where you technically get a ticket to worlds. And it's just not as the same. I see what you're saying. You want a match that defines who gets that spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's different. Uh, I think that's fair. I think you're already adding a lot. So here's something I think I can say, I believe. Pretty sure. Leak it. Yeah. Fuck it. YOLO. So they're not going to do it this year. But I know because they can't do it this year. But I know that in the future, they are hoping to have that EU and a match take place during finals weekend. Um, and just the logistics of, of them already having their venues booked, at least in North America for this year for summer finals means that they couldn't do it. Uh, I think that's probably not what it, it doesn't really solve what you're talking about. Cool. But it does also somewhat explain why it's like, that's a lot of matches happening in a very short window. Um, if you're also planning on doing this at the same time as finals weekend. So I think it makes it difficult because now you're playing another match between the fourth and fifth teams to figure out who makes it into this other match that is happening literally the next week. Like it's just a lot in a very short window. So logistically, I think the challenges are there. Yeah, I think I tried thinking about how you'd retool the bracket to get it that way. And I think the only way I could think of is if you made it so that like, your second seed doesn't get a buy in the upper bracket, and then you somehow sent like you make like two and seven play, and then three and six play, and then uh, two and five play, and then like the three losers, you, you'd kind of like almost set up a gauntlet in the lower bracket. So that way you just get like a four five, and then the winner of the four five plays like the three four. And there's then just so many games. I mean, I love games yeah, too, I but mean, it's just it's logistically it's really challenging during this time. Cool. I, I think where I'm going to land on this is I think you raise a good point. I do feel like watching that Team Liquid versus EG match and how important that was for both of them and Danny's like emotional state and stuff during that time period, Team Liquid having so many resources thrown into them and still failing, like that narratively was just a really, really high stakes match that would be diminished if both those teams knew that they had another like couple weeks to prep again. But at the end of the day, that's still going to happen in the uh, fourth place match between NA and EU. So if Team Liquid failed there or something, it would still probably carry that weight. Um, I see what you're saying. I think we both do that. Like, yeah, it sucks that you would lose that. But I think 
the way that you fix it, it requires too many other tweaks that it's no longer worth trying to fix that problem because at the end of the day, you're still going to get a really hype international best of five out of it, which is super worth, I think, the pay, the, the, the slight loss that you've correctly identified. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a net positive. So I'm overall really excited. Like this was not like a doom and gloom. Like I'm super yeah. sad. I just maybe sometime in the future, they might want to relocate it. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Thank you so much, Cool, for the call. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you. All right. Off to the next caller. Thank you to America Vespucci, Inuber, Morigami, uh, Dasher777, Dfitch with a tier two. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. It's very much appreciated. Uh, been playing Dominaria Remastered drafts over the past weekend for those magic folks that follow me and like to hear me talk about it. Evil Trenton is here. Evil Trenton, where are you calling from? Uh, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. What do you want to talk about? Uh, TL is going to win the uh, LTS Spring and then make it to MSI Finals. Why? Because I think TL finally figured out how to build a team that didn't have a glaring weakness. <laughs> and I think the reason for that is like they almost made it in 2019 where they almost were able to beat G2, but they never did. And they got rolled and now with 2023 they finally built the roster they were looking for korean speaking you have summit whose biggest weakness in the past year was not having a korean speaking team and having people who acted weirdly and then you have the rest of the team built around him can you elaborate a little bit on that last part the acting weirdly part yeah Acting weirdly part, so so he used to do interviews where he would be like, yeah, top laners don't really play the same way and my team doesn't really play for me. And so you would see him just like rolling across the top lane, getting tier two turrets while his team is falling apart. And so it seemed like he wasn't always on the same page. And part of that reason was the fact that none of his other teams, uh, like his whole team didn't speak Korean, even though he was, you know, the LCS MVP. Yeah, how do you uh, feel about his playoffs? You think that his playoffs performance was because his team didn't speak Korean? No, I think playoffs probably wasn't. But I also feel like at that point he was just so frustrated from having uh, to play with a team that he didn't gel with and feeling like he wasn't making the he wasn't carrying games like he was doing in regular season. Really? Because I thought yeah, it was because I mean, his champ pool got exposed. I thought closer just tilted him into the LPL. Um. All right, that was also true, Mark. What do you <laughs> What do you make of this take? I, I think the question I have is less around Summit, despite like the jokes you're making about the acting weirdly thing. You, you're you are very confident on Team Liquid. I respect that, but are you not at all concerned about the two primary carry positions being fielded by rookies, um, and not only having to win the LCS like that? But having to then perform very well internationally with uh, very green, you know, pretty important roles. I have concerns. Like, I think, like, it, this is definitely a team that has, that could not work out because they, none of them have played together um, besides the rookies. And they are coming in um, to a completely new meta. But I feel like with Core JJ and Piosic, I think they can buffer any kind of issues in the mid lane or in bot. So I'm confident that 
based on just the skill level, the fact that you have two world champions, you have a really strong top laner, they can carry the team forward and they'll hopefully be on the same page and maybe Summit figured out how to fix his champ pool. I just, like, I think it's a very bold statement to say they finally don't have any weaknesses when there's, we don't know what, what their lineup is really. I mean, we know the players obviously, but we don't know. It's not like a battle hardened team where you can just look at it and be like, I mean, look at the experience of all these players and we've seen, you know, they had this one issue last year and then they brought in a player who's going to completely fix that. You know, it's like. Well, there's a lot of unknowns right now to so, to be making a statement like they don't have any weaknesses. Yeah, I guess the reason why I said that was like weaknesses for like an LCS team that goes international, right? A lot of times you don't have an LCS team that has true carries, and I think TL doesn't have that problem. A lot of times you don't have um, a team that's on the same page or you have too many veterans. And I feel like TL figured out that by having rookies, and by having veterans on their team to balance them out. Um, and they're top-tier veterans, too. It's not even just like they're washed up. They have performed well in recent years, and the rookies are uh, performing well in academy. So I feel like if they do well in the regular season, I think they're going to crush playoffs and make it far in MSI, especially with the uh, you know double elimination. I mean, I, I hate to be a poo-pooer on young kids coming up from academy and getting a, a very well-deserved shot who I'm cheering for, but like, I don't see how you can say that they are not potential weaknesses on the international stage. Like, So many of our pros go out there and oftentimes get individually out exposed for not being able to hang 2v2 or you know whatever it is, um, 1v1s. I mean, like Jojo Pune was a great... I think did pretty well, but even he... And his first couple of showings against like caps and stuff got absolutely obliterated until he started to like level up over the course of that tournament. Um, so like, I, I I want them to do well, but like I would never bet on rookies to be like, yeah, not only are they going to be fine in North America, but like when they start going up against Chovy and uh, Showmaker, like Harry's going to be fine, and Knight yeah. and rookie and stuff, you know, like the other I can't thing see is. That. Uh... Core had a really not, and in comparison to himself, a really not great 2022. And so you also have kind of, kind of hope that like Core turns things around for himself in 2023. So I, I don't know. I think there are a lot of reasons to be skeptical on Team Liquid. I'm not saying they can't look good, but I just can't get anywhere close to your level of confidence this early on because there's just so many variables. It's like core going to turn things around for himself. Are the rookies going to come through? Can this essentially brand new team like gel? Uh, I don't know. Can, can summit who got exposed in playoffs last year, look good. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not there with you, Trenton. I'm sorry. Is there anything that you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller though? Yeah, I want to shout out Alienware. I'm I'm watching it on the Alienware computer, and then also shout out Hawkers. to my girlfriend who stayed up with me to get on the call. Wait, who stayed up Are with you? you? East Coast. Um, my my girlfriend. She's currently in bed watching the stream. Oh, nice. Is she? Are you, you East on? Coast? Or are you? 
mid coast or Midwest, uh, Wisconsin, <laughs> Mid-coast. Central Time. He's in San Francisco. Um, yeah. <laughs> very good. Well, hey, thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yep. yep. Have a good one. All right. Mark is off to grab our last caller of the evening. Off he goes. Where is he going? There he is. Okay, cool. So, yeah, folks, uh, expect content. Actually, here's what I will say. I will be going live at 10 a.m. tomorrow on this channel to show something to you all. Uh, So be here at 10 a.m. if you want to, Pacific. All right, uh, to-do, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from cold, rainy Los Angeles, California. (laughs) It's not raining anymore. Yeah, yeah. It was cold and windy as shit, though, today. Yeah. I didn't like that. And I say as shit, I think it was like 60, which uh, East Coasters... No, it got down to like 50. It's like 48 Whoa, Whoa, shit, guys. We're cooking now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show to do? So it's been around five months since your YouTube channel has posted anything about TSM. So I just have a TSM take uh, for everyone. So uh, my take is that TSM will be a top three team this split specifically. Kind of going into that. Um, So the roster, in case anyone's not familiar, uh, because no one's paying attention to TSM nowadays, uh, Maple is still the mid laner, Sol is the top laner. Uh, they did pick up Neo, Chime is still the support, and they did pick up a, a sorry, jungler who's been around for a bit, Bungie. So just kind of going into it, Maple for me is probably the second best mid laner last split, uh, right behind Jojo Pion. Uh, he kind of surged near the end of the year, and he seemed to be kind of doing really well in a lot of their last games, kind of keeping them in despite of you know how terribly did at the beginning of the split and then um solo you know he's a tank player kind of goes ahead and you know does what the team needs to do to win playing tanks and you know we all know that no one in na can play fiora or aurelia <laughs> in order to you know punish him well enough uh neo has kind of always been an underappreciated adc in my eyes he's kind of always uh been very passable and also sometimes is a pretty good carry sometimes he does throw a little bit such as like on tristana but um he does seem like someone who can go ahead and try to you know keep stabilize bot lane along with like the up and coming chime who you know has while he has been in na challengers for a while um it seems like he would you know he did seem to do really well at the end of the year and then um bungie which i, I don't know how to say his name boogie bungie boogie, uh, boogie. Boogie, okay. Yeah, he was uh, kind of moved around different leagues. He kind of was in LMS, I think, Japanese League, and then Latin America. Um, Last year, I think he did get rank one in NA, and he also seems to, uh, you know, play NA Challenger. Actually, NA, what is it? The Champions Solo queue a lot. Yeah, Champions queue pretty well, um, pretty often. And, you know, he hasn't lost his mind yet. He got rank one, so it seems like that would be... So, you know, he seemed to have a lot of grinders on the team. And in general, you know, the fact is they still kept their coach spawn. It just seems like they have a lot of, you know, things that would make it so that they would do well in the year. And we kind of coming in with a lot of the teams who have a lot of changes, a lot of different changes of coaches. You know, C9 changed their coach from Max Waldo. You know, uh, TL is bringing in a new coach, a bunch of new players. Uh, EG has also dropped... Uh, 
Danny. Well, they didn't drop Danny, but Danny. So I don't, I don't no want to go through. I think we've spent enough time on all five of the players of TSM, and now I don't want to go through all of the teams. And no, yeah, only I was done. That was 45 it. Yeah. more players to go, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> Let him cook. Let him cook. He's like, then you go down to the Challengers League, and there's a lot of different things happening there that's got a new format. Well, you know what? Not everyone, no one's paying attention to TSM anymore. We got to talk. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But you, you started I, giving I us it, the rest of the stuff. Um, it, it, it's a meme now that like when someone tries to gas up an underappreciated team, they run through every player. It's, yes. it's the Hotline League classic call. But yes. I will say, I did appreciate some of your points. I appreciate just saying like, hey, realistically, there's not enough great top laners in North America to punish Solo's play style. And like, that's largely true. I think a couple times the split, there's like one or two teams that can do it. Like last year was Fudge, basically. Um, this year, I'm sure maybe Summit can do it and Fudge again. Who knows? Dokla tries. You know, like there are some people, but like to consistently do it in best of fives, I mean, they made a lower bracket run with with the addition of of Solo. So I do think it's true that by the end of the year, very few people are willing to attack Solo Champions Pool versus Handshake on it. So, you know, that's, I think, a a good point. I think Boogie is one of the the X factors for this team. I think Spica... You said Maple was second best top laner or mid laner in the LCS by the end of the last split. I mean, that was, I cannot agree to that. Like, I talked about, like, oh, I'm not sure it was Takoy and I was who, who I was hot on, but like, I, Maple was fine. He was serviceable, but I, uh, I mean, I just don't I see don't anyone know. else. There wasn't like mid pool last year was kind of a little bit weak, especially with the meta. And the meta hasn't really changed very much. And, you know, and a lot of people are good with Silas, no, the, but Maple is. The meta hasn't changed very much, but Vikla is very good. Uh, I think Jojo Pune got better, and I, I don't even think I would have said Maple was the second best to begin with. And I think the mid pools just got stronger at this split. So, I mean, everyone identified last last year mid was a bit of a dumpster fire in NA. Um, it got a little bit better when Jensen came back, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, know. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's going to get like perma exposed in the LCS or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I am. Uh, I, I, I'm really unenthusiastic about the bot lane. I, I think it's just a, a lack of carry potential if it's not like somehow Boogie and Maple having really great synergy somehow. Here's my thing about TSM. This feels like a, I don't know, 2019, 2020 Immortals Dignitas roster. Like it, it just, if you look at this lineup, it feels like the type of team that you would normally, roster that you would normally see on a perennial bottom LCS organization team like they try to do some interesting stuff but they try to do it on a budget and are they gonna have the you support get a couple that- veterans and a couple newerish people yeah a couple yeah. imports you know who are not like winning worlds or like even making noise at worlds yes and then you throw them all together and you go we did it um and i i think i can't i like i almost want to say the only reason people are, in my mind, you know, if you blindfolded somebody who hasn't watched LCS in a while and you said, who who would have this roster? I guess maybe they wouldn't know all the players or whatever, but like very good chance that they'd say Dig or Immortals. I feel like a lot of people who are TSM fans want to give this roster more credit because they're like, it's TSM and they have this history and pedigree and all this stuff. But I don't, I don't feel as though... It is. I don't feel as though it's the team that you think it is, and maybe I'll be completely wrong. I mean, they started to look. If I correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark. Didn't they start to like have a kind of weird last minute surge in summer last year? Yeah, yeah. They they made a lower bracket run. They knocked out Golden Guardians. Um, 
someone else and then almost beat EG. Wow. FlyQuest. FlyQuest, Golden Guardians, and then they almost beat, they pushed EG to five and JoJo Pune had to do some like hero plays. Um, so like, I think there's a world where this TSM team is better than the other people who, like, cause there's, there's about seven teams people are excited about, right? And the three that people are less cool on is Golden Guardians, Immortals, and TSM. Golden Guardians with Gory, as we were talking about in Twitch chat a little bit, has been um, surprising some people. I think there's a chance he uh, can help elevate Golden Guardians beyond what you, you initially think, maybe. Um, but in theory, there's, there's three teams that people aren't excited about, TSM Immortals and Golden Guardians. I could see TSM being the best of them, and then a couple of these other teams don't work out that people are excited about. Like, that that's possible. And they finish a respectable fifth with this roster. I think fifth is, is a great finish for this roster. That doesn't sound sexy. That doesn't get any. That doesn't. I understand. Feel great from even maybe the players on the team, but like, yeah, if you're a top half of the league team with this with this roster, like that's pretty good, and that could happen. But like beyond that, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. Yeah, Travis, what do you think? Where where does where do you think this team's ending up? I think Gun TSM be, give and them a Golden Guardians are similar level, but TSM has a higher potential. Is what I would say. That's that's kind of where my mind's at on this. No love for Chai. What? For, oh, so no love. Chow. Oh, sorry, the coach, isn't it? Chowie? Yeah, Chow. 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 Uh, uh, he was the coach last year, and yeah. um, no <laughs> yeah. offense, but like that wasn't, and it wasn't all on him, but like just on an org level. And one of the reasons I doubted that TSM was going to work out was just saying like their org is not, doesn't have their ducks in a row. And that was one of the biggest issues they struggled with all year. It was just like roster swaps and this and that. Like one of the reasons they surged in summer was they like just finally fucking used one roster and so stop dicking around with it so much, you know, like the, the ducks are not in a row with that org or they haven't been recently. And I think that's one reason that like there's some teams where you give them like the benefit of the doubt, like an infrastructure boost. Like I think Team Liquid generally has very good infrastructure, and you know, Cloud Nine, for example. Um, but I don't think TSM they, TSM used to have that allure, but I don't think they have it anymore. You know, what I'm kind of surprised by is that they, because that's right. Because at the beginning of last year, they had like built a Parth had built this roster that like Andy had told him to build on while he was like. It's funny how much. People refuse to take responsibility for who built that roster. You ask anyone responsible for building that roster, and they're like, no, 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 no. They, they didn't really do my ideas. Yeah, Every yeah, single yeah. person I've talked to about that kind yes. of says that. Yes, but it, regardless, that's my point, right? It's kind of funny that there was this roster that was built last year that was kind of like thrown together, and then people – and then they and then they brought in a GM. Then they brought in a coach that had to deal with this roster. I, I'm somewhat surprised that we did not see – a far more dramatic change in this lineup year over year. Like I, that they didn't just do like a clean reboot and reinstall given the fact that like last year's roster was this kind of weird Frankenstein situation. And uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, mean, I don't. To be fair, the, the, the two LD, like the LDL prospect angle is kind of dead. Like, you know, you don't have Shenier, um, Kaido over anymore. Yeah, no, that's true. But I like, I what is this team? What is what is this? T- like, that is my point. I guess it's like, I I think maybe they put a video out and I've missed it. LCS teams don't really make content anymore, so they probably didn't. But like, I I I would love to know what the like 
roster philosophy was for this lineup? Because that's hard for me to kind of understand. I mean, for me, the thing I always like when orgs do is give me like a realistic goal for what they want to do so I can tell their story better. Uh, because everyone says, oh, we want to make top three and go to worlds or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, but like, you didn't build that way. So like, what were you thinking? And what do you hope happens? You know, like, what's a metric of success that I can use? And don't say don't say make worlds because everyone wants to make worlds. But like, what do you what's a realistic goal that you're going to like hit? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like top half of the league would be like for me, that'd be like, that's a realistic goal that I would say it's not, again, it's not sexy, but like, I don't know. But again, to that point, like what, what's the point of getting top half with this roster? It's four veterans basically. Yeah. Neo is at this point reaching journeyman status. He's not a rookie or anything. All right. Uh, thank you so much to do for the call. I appreciate you giving us a TSM take. They are few and far between these days. Uh, yeah, I was a nine fan anyway. But we still don't know what like TSM's big January announcement was, right? Is that still happening? It's only halfway through, baby. I know it's true. I just I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll check the TSM Reddit. I haven't been on there in a minute. Yeah. Thank you so much to do for the call, and we'll we'll catch you next time. No shout out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead and your shout out. I thought Jesus I thought Travis. It, I thought I gave you the chance. But I, I might have missed it. What's your shout-out? I want to shout out the Legends and Ruterra World Championship that happened that probably no one ever watched. And neither did Travis Gafford, because now apparently he's an, a magic nerd. And, you know, he doesn't want to go in further. Dude, Ruterra's uh, dead. Game like Riot's Ruterra. got it on life support. They, like, took almost everybody off of that game and then put them elsewhere. So it's, oh, that's it's good to hear. where Heroes was a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Thank you for giving me on. I do appreciate it. And you know what? I think I would have liked, and I did enjoy playing Runeterra. I think the thing I like most about playing Magic right now is the social, like the in-person social aspect. I was thinking the other day, obviously Riot would never do this. It's an entirely different type of business. But it would have been fun to uh, play Legend of Runeterra as like a paper game where I could like go to a store and like meet people and play it that way. I think I would have liked that. Just print your cards at you, bum. That's I not, just want the game to... mechanically does not allow you to. It is designed strictly around the idea of it being digital. Yeah, they have to add chat to the game, but, you know, worry about that later. I also, guess. Commander does not exist in Legendary and Terror, which is the thing that's, like, kind of saved magic. All right, to do, I'll talk no to you later. No one cares. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Um, Travis, when you retweeted Yawn, and no shame, did you realize it was a... No, I did not. I, I didn't initially either. Yes, I, I know. Didn't... And then later on, I realized it, and I felt like a, an idiot. When I got to Neo and Prince, I was like, what's going on, dude? Yon's like just baiting people. And then when I saw his response to Closer, then I got it. But yeah, yeah, it baited a, it baited a lot of people. So there's like solidarity that wasn't just you. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't feel that bad for it, but I do feel somewhat bad about it. Uh, it's funny because there was a take in the Discord that went away about like, Oh, this is ridiculous that Prince is six in uh, for for tonight. But someone told them I, I was gonna pull them yeah. on. And, and those that don't know, Jan tweeted out his ADC tier list, and then he listed all of the players uh, in alphabetical in order. And I think part of the reason why it feels reasonable <laughs> is because, like, when you list them alphabetical order, there's a couple like hot takes, but it's mostly kind of reasonable. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Yeah. Like, Berserker's number one. Nobody's going to contest that. Like, he ranks himself at the bottom. He's like a rookie. He's got Tactical down there as well because Tactical and Stick say who both had 
not great years. People are not hype on them. Spawn. So like, yeah, yeah. So like that's I think that is why it feels like oh, this is a reasonable yet somewhat spicy list. That the, just the two happens, hot takes happens to be the yeah. case when you list them all alphabetically. The, the two, yeah, the two hot takes are basically Neo and Prince. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because everyone got baited, even on the TSM subreddit too. There's a thread that says like, uh, "Starter for uh, 80 carry Yawn ranks Neo as the number five. Like everyone got you baited by this dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean the other hot one. take is probably putting Peter at number two for his return season, but yeah, but, but people want to believe that. I, yeah. I think a lot of Double F fans and people are like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we have one last caller. Oh, God. I didn't do a mic check with him or do anything. Well, I thought we were... Oh, there he is. Okay. What do you want, Rod? I was thank you for inviting me on the show. Slasher is here. I, I, Slasher, I where are you calling it. from? Um, New York City. Okay. For First time caller, long time listener. Yeah. I only have a couple uh, minutes I, for you, but go ahead. I would appreciate it when you invite me on um, as a really good friend. Um, you don't... You're not even active in the LCS scene anymore. Well, what do you mean? What is there to be active for? I mean, it's a great point. <laughs> it, it's 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 great to listen to the beginning of this uh, this show, where you talk about like the third and the fourth seed and like who's going to make it and how many games going to be played. You and all of the fans are in a permanent state of Stockholm syndrome, where you think that any of this is actually going to matter when it comes to worlds, and that you're not going to pass group state. Or maybe get to quarterfinals and win a singular. I mean, game. we had a whole call about that though, where it was like, "Haha, we made it even worse." On Slasher, us. we don't, we don't care. We just want to beat Europe in that best of five. As far as I'm concerned, that's world finals right there. Yeah, but not even that is going to happen. Not even that will happen. Not even a smidgen of hope that you may have is going to actually come to fruition. I've at the start of the show. Lines. We said we were going to try to make it a more positive episode after a ton of Doomer episodes. Hold on. We have yeah, someone to I... add some positivity. Okay. Why, we're really bringing Numi in on this? Yes, we uh, are. She said she wanted to. Okay. What is happening? Travis, is it's, happening? It's, it's, it's like, sta do you remember State of the League would end and just random fucking people would show up and join the call? Are yes, we calling, did an after show. Are, after you calling show. The are you calling the community manager of Travis Gaffer Industries a random person? I thought we were closer than that, Mark. It's very disrespectful, I, I'm calling Travis. Why would you do that? I didn't. It was Mark. Mark I'm a random. very disrespectful. I, uh, the, e, the EU talent manager, Nicole, I, I don't know her official title, but that's basically what she is. She put out a tweet saying, you know, like, talent from around the world in any game. Like, let me know. I want to build a big dock. And I, I definitely hit her up. And I said that my, my role was a chuckle fuck and my primary game was Genshin Impact. So I, I count myself as a random. Nice. That's good. By the way, I do have some positivity, okay? Sure. I am here to talk about, you know, a real live game, the one that uh, now has a premier broadcast schedule on weekends um you know very it's very fun um, I'm, I, here, I, I'm here to talk about lcs starting in two weeks nacl starting this week who's missing lcs because that's probably me and everyone else in twitch chat right now so uh positivity please cool i'm glad we did this with both of you it's riveting television uh it, it i is, did zero it? i did zero fact checking for what this was going to be if so, you're listening on the podcast, is, is Valve viewership even like as big as LCS these days? Like, I, I, I would think it would be very funny if 
Val starts on the weekends and then like still does not have the viewership that LCS has because everybody's like hyping up Val, but like it's still not. It's if I'm right, it's still not at CS:GO or League levels, right? Eric could just put his stream on and not appear on a four-hour broadcast, and we get more viewers in LCS. Well, so like I know when Shroud came back for that last chance qualifier, it like turbo spiked the viewership. But then when I was looking at esports charts, like general viewership, which I'm pretty sure does take account in the co-streamers, it was like pretty comparable. I spent actually a fair amount of time because I wanted to cover one of my videos, like comparing Val and, and league viewership. I think it's fair to say that like Val has more opportunity to grow because it hasn't been a league for 10 years. But I also heard like the decision for like franchising and stuff was not very popular in the community. And like even YouTubers I watch who are not in esports specifically, like I'm watching Critical, I'm watching like random other people. Uh, and they all talk about League still, like it's this like dope-ass fucking premiere thing. And they were all like, oh man, fuck Valorant for doing the like franchising thing. So like, it seems, I, I, I just don't know like what the general feeling is out on, on Valorant, not from the League community. I mean, if you came from the Counter-Strike community, which is a significant majority portion of the Valorant community, we're all used to relegation and fighting from Tier 2 into Tier 1. Most people are not huge fans of franchising, and a lot of their experiences are Overwatch League and Call of Duty, not League of Legends. So most people have a huge sour taste in their mouth when it comes to anything that's related to franchising or partnership. However, I think people are going to get used to it. It's just kind of the way the way things go. My, and anyway, my sources tell me we're going to have a big announcement tomorrow from Riot. Probably, most likely, it's going to be that World Championship is in North America, which I think <laughs> they already announced where the World Champ. Oh, you mean Val? Yeah, Valorant. We're gonna Riot will have a big announcement tomorrow. Didn't that already get reported by Alejandro at Blix? Yes, but most likely it'll be tomorrow, and probably the format for the lock-in and a few other things. Cool. So my question is, when is Hotline Valorant? When are you two going to be? having a show in the premier Riot Games eSport. So I've been thinking about this lately. Uh, one, I'm not saying I wouldn't do Val content. In fact, there's a good chance that this year I try some, to do some Val content. But I think with League, I kind of want to be first one in, last last one out, which is like I, as long as I can afford, you know, cross my fingers that Alienware and Grubhub are new and all that stuff. As long as I can afford to be in League, I want to keep doing league content. I really do like the game and the sport and the uh, scene and the people here. And uh, even if I'm like, like I was one of the only people really doing it in the beginning. I'm okay with being one of the only people doing it at the end. I don't know if Travis that's a good strategic move for my career. I'm getting memed on a lot these days online. People saying I'm about to be unemployed and all this stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm Travis. Yeah. Do you think it was a good strategic decision for the, uh, violinists and celloists and bassists on the Titanic to just keep playing as it sunk. Who gives a fuck if it was a great strategic decision? Everyone respected that shit. Yeah, did that actually happen Gentlemen, or was it just in like it James an, Cameron's movie? I don't give a fuck. James Cameron made an iconic scene and we're going to gentlemen, it was an honor to play with you. You and me are going to be the last two here posting Hotline League to three to our three chatters. Yeah, I'm just curious, Mark. How do you think those musicians feel? Oh wait, they're dead. I mean, when they be dead, I regardless. <laughs> yeah, happened in nineteen twenties, Rod. A hundred years ago. <laughs> it's not a very convincing argument. You know, I think the Valorant scene would welcome two newbies. 
to, you know, bring in the Wii community into the Valorant community? Well, if I, I think can say... Tr- oh, go ahead, Mark. No, no, no. We're just I was going to say, oh, well, there's a lot of LCS new fans in Travis's Twitch chat, and especially on, like, social media, like Twitter, Reddit, Discord, who are not fans of League since Season 2 and Season 3. They've been fans since, like, 10, 11, 12. And I honestly think it's bringing in a new generation of fans that will bring in some life to League of Legends, and specifically LCS. So the argument for is just like, oh, you know, like, Valorant... There's a lot of League fans that can go to Valorant. I'm not saying that's wrong, but I'm saying there's a breath of life going on right now. And definitely, I would love to see fans, like, start that change, right? You wanted a positivity take? Here's my positivity take. LCS needs a change, and this is us trying to make that change. Boom. Positivity. I'm feeling better. Right. I also think, Travis, you, sh- you should do Valorant content because it's right up the street, and you just have to waddle up there and, uh, you know stick a microphone in some of these people's faces anyways gentlemen it was a pleasure i mean mark you too it needs to be you together you two together i don't i don't i don't care mark i mean i don't even know what he would do yeah my my whole does now as it is so what is the difference gonna be mark does analysis i know how to break down i pretend i know what i'm talking about yeah yeah yeah. Valorant, I'll be like, that guy clicked on his head faster than the other guy clicked on his. I think that was a really heads-up play there to do that. Um, I mean, that's better than half the current analysts on the Riot broadcast so far. So you're right, doing, get, get you're already doing you know a what? great you, job. You talk, me, you talk me into it. Let me in there. All right. Goodbye, Slasher. Goodbye, Noomi. Anything either one of you want to shout out? Nice uh, versus weekend. And for me, you know what? If everyone wants to watch a really good Valorant show on Friday, you can watch me, Hiko, Steele, and Sean Garrett do the premiere Valorant podcast, our very first episode. Are you going to have callers? You're ripping off my thing? Here here he is. Your thing? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we did Live on 3 10 years ago. Or sorry, 12 years ago with callers. Yes. I don't think. You didn't normally have callers. That was not most of it, right? Rod, if you want to bring in callers, you need to sign up a franchising form with the Travis Gafford Industries uh, yeah. franchising branch where you can borrow the Hotline X tag um, and do whatever you want with it. So you and 100 Thieves, um, I, I know you guys, start, 100 Thieves started eSports, you guys started people calling into a radio show. We invented um, radio, I, actually. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I understand that now. Rod, here's the thing. Uh, after you've You've been gone for so long, other people get to claim the ownership. You know, you disappeared for, you and all those guys disappeared for millennia. Did and, you know uh, that the name of this show was originally State of the League? Anyone want to? Anyone in chat want to guess where that came from? Hmm? This 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 show is not called State of the League. Yeah, that was a very was. different type of show. No, 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 no. What the no. hell? You think when I had three player pro players on every single week and it was no callers that that's the same as this show? It was very different. No, all the same. This thing. show is good. Sometimes mm-hmm. State of League was not a very good show. Um, all right, Slasher. Anything you want to shout out besides that? No, everyone, come watch. All right, it'll definitely be better than this show. Bye. Love you. All right, mm-hmm. I'm late for a thing, so I gotta go. Mark, what do you want to shout out? Uh, nothing. I love you. Wow. I think that's the first time you've ever said that to me.
you know what? Goodbye. I, I thought I you had you, somewhere to go. I, I thought you had somewhere to go. Let's go. I know, but let's, I'm just let's stunned. Get on with it. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get on with it. Thank you, everybody. Baca. It's been a great pleasure playing with you. Uh, All right. Let's. I'll, 10 a.m. <laughs> Pacific tomorrow. I will be on this channel, and there will be content going up on the channel. So if you're watching the VOD, you should go watch that content because it's relevant to your interests, I promise. Uh, catch you all later.